Perhaps at some point this evening, you saw some of our preschool families crossing the lobby for Tat Shabbat. And maybe you noticed that because it's the Shabbat before Purim, we encouraged everyone to arrive in costume. Pretty cute, no? Well, if you can imagine, it was even cuter this morning because the entire school was in dress-up for our morning Shabbat service. I usually get to the social hall a little early to set up, which means I have time to chat with some of the first classes to arrive. Well, Anne walked a class of two-and-a-half-year-olds, everyone dressed to the nines, each wanting to show off their costume to me. Wow, are you Ariel from The Little Mermaid? Ooh, Spider-Man, nice. Are you dressed as Baby Shark? One little boy, all in black, waited patiently for me to notice him. And you must be... I looked at the mask in his hand. Darth Vader? He beamed. It turns out, kids will dress up as anything they want because it makes them happy, even when it means walking around as the villain of the original Star Wars trilogy. Sure, they like to dress up as superheroes too, but they're just as happy to be swashbuckling pirates or spiders or force-wielding bad guys. The joy is in the costuming, the chance to wear another personality for a half hour of their day to make their imaginations manifest. Everything Jewish tradition offers us this Shabbat is encouraging us to make that same attempt at play, at the childlike ability to try on different versions of ourselves, heroes and villains alike. Purim, which falls this Monday night, is, of course, a clear invitation to mask and unmask ourselves. But it is also inextricably linked to this week's Torah portion of Tetzaveh, which focuses on the intricate details of priestly dress, sacred costume. We learn that wearing the mantle of communal responsibility requires that such a responsibility be made corporeal. The priests are to wear special garb representative of their entire community. Their clothing is a physical marker meant to call them back to the importance of their role, their identity, and their relationship with others. We learn that the priest's costume is meant lechavod ultifaret, for honor and for beauty. It elevates both its wearers and its viewers. I can imagine how it must have felt for those priests to put on their clothes every day. I wonder if you can too. Like the medical professional who slips into their scrubs, the lawyer who wields a leather briefcase, or the member of the military in uniform, and so many more, when I put on a kippah or talit, or magnetically clip my Rabbi Langowitz name tag to my lapel, I feel the edges of my identity sharpening around the role I play. None of us are walking around wearing a 12-stone golden breastplate, but all of us, at one point or another, physically carry our identities, relationships, and roles in how we present ourselves. Sometimes this can be very empowering. I sense the sacredness of my own responsibility, and others do too. And sometimes, perhaps, we wish we could take off our costumes, at least for a little while. Wipe off the customer service smile, throw out that call that person an emergency pager, 
or set down all of our social costumes and costumes and feel free to just be us, whatever that looks like. Sometimes society might make us feel like that kavod and tiferet, that layer of honor and beauty, is too costly to wear day in and day out. Our world asks us to be clean and neat and trendy and perky and made up and status-oriented and put together and happy and good, 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 all the time. But for the sleepless parent of a newborn infant or the friend struggling with infertility at their baby shower, such an outfit can feel debilitating. For the teenager pulled in five different directions, just trying to navigate their social world. For the person struggling with mental illness or addiction in silence. For the one going back to work on the day after Shiva ends. For the person who is just wondering how to stop being for others and start being for themselves. The fact that society expects us to wear our own perfection is paralyzing leads only to more weariness and self-doubt. Our tradition offers two antidotes this week to such a simplified view of how we clothe ourselves in beauty and honor. The first comes from our Purim narrative. Jewish tradition has long linked the villain of the Purim story, Haman, with Amalek, the enemy leader from the Torah, who attacks the Israelites in the wilderness when they're down, slaughtering women and children. It's from Amalek this Shabbat receives its traditional name, Shabbat Zachor, the Shabbat of memory. It can be confusing. We are simultaneously told to remember Amalek and then told to wipe out his memory, to never mention his name. I think the answer for such a conundrum is inspired by my little friend dressed as Darth Vader this morning. We allow ourselves to dress up as our villains, perhaps to give them a little less power, perhaps to give ourselves a little more. We remember them. And then we take the costume off. We wipe out that name. We recognize that we do not want that kind of evil in our world. And we also recognize in wearing the villain's costume that it is far different from what we wear every day. We may be messy, distracted, unorganized, low, angry, exhausted, but that makes us human. It doesn't make us evil. And the second antidote is in the role of the priests themselves. We read of their elaborate garments, their kavod, their tiferet, and then we read as they wear those signs of beauty and honor and spend their days sacrificing animals on behalf of their people. Now, I know there was no such thing as a tied-to-go pen in ancient Israelite culture, but I would bet you that the priests would need a whole lot of them to restore their clothes to their original glory at the end of a day covered in blood and guts. The beautiful clothes aren't beautiful because they are pristine. The garments that command respect are not holy because they go unused. You are not worthy of honor because what you wear is more expensive or better laundered. You do not cloak yourself in beauty because you shop in a certain store or use a certain lotion or wear a certain smile. 
this portion comes to teach us, the Purim story comes to teach us that our kavod, our tiferet, our honor and beauty come to us in the same way as they do the priests and as they do Esther. They come when we recognize our obligations to others and those obligations inspire us to get messy, to get human, to reach out and bring others closer, to sacrifice and not worry about how it will make us look, to broadcast our identity to the world because in the end it will be salvific for us and those like us. So this Shabbat, as we make our way toward our Purim festivities, I encourage you to think about what costumes you wear in your everyday lives. Let the meaningful ones give you strength and let the harmful ones fall away. Try on the villain's outfit every once in a while so you can remind yourself that such evil is not what you truly wear nor who you truly are. And give yourself permission to get messy in your clothes, your emotions, your ideas. For therein lies your humanity, your beauty, and your honor. <laughs>